Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Blades, Delaware, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the multicellular photosynthetic fronds of truth and the rootless, flowerless protests of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. Deborah, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How much longer, Deborah? Are we there yet now? Oh my gosh, are we where yet? What are you talking about? I mean, are we at the point in the show where I can share a question from a listener? Are we? Are we there yet? How much longer? Oh, Deborah, oh, are we there? Oh my goodness, Lisa, we're there. I mean, we're here. I mean, it's time now for you to share a question from our listener. Oh, wow, that was fast. I'm not ready. Really? After all that, you're not ready? Just a minute. I didn't know we were going to be there yet. I need to warm up a little. I just figured I would have to ask you over and over and over again if we were there yet for at least 15 (laughs) minutes. Okay, well, we are there. I mean, here. I mean, we'll go ahead and warm up so we can hear the question. Me, 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 me. You, 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 you. No, I prefer me. Me, 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 me. Okay, let me just warm up the old robot mechanics here. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, listener question. Uh, here we are. Let's do it. I'm going to press play. Go. I'm Alex, and I want to ask you two questions. Number one, how many sound effects do you have? And number two, can you play them all? How many sound effects? Let me ask you a question, Alex. How long is a piece of string? I ask because I have as many sound effects as there are sounds, and also effects, and thoughts about sounds, and thoughts about effects. Hmm. The number is like the universe, ever-expanding and infinite. And to answer your second question, I can actually play them all, but I'd first have to compress them into a highly specialized and advanced zip file that enables me to play all the sound effects so fast that the human ear is unable to distinguish one sound effect from another. In short, it would be like the color white, which is a combination of all the colors, and yet, to your meager human eye, it appears like no colors at all. Wow, that is mind-blowing stuff. Well, I'm a mind-blowing kind of robot, Deborah. 
<laughs> in any event, while I was answering Alex's question, I was able to perform the highly advanced compression of all sound effects everywhere, and I can now play them in the aforementioned highly compressed format. Oh, please do. <laughs> That was all the sound effects ever? Music to your ears, wasn't it? Mm. Of course, you couldn't possibly have heard each and every one of them, but maybe on some level your tiny human brain absorbed the depth and breadth of my colossal robot sound effects collection. Mm, sure, maybe, but I would like to absorb the depth and breadth of your knowledge about how our game works. Can we do that, please, Lisa? Oh, I see what you did there. That would be what's known as a segue, though a clunky segue at best. Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. What are we lying about today? Deborah Goldstein. We are lying about seaweed, a kind of algae that grows in salt water. And we're going to learn all about seaweed along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who likes making movies and movie trailers, Eliana Amusin. Welcome, Eliana. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, I'm good. Are you good too, Lisa? I just feel really, really good. Just... Oh, Oh, that's great. Yeah, this is way better than every other moment. Wow. And you are here to see it, Eliana. Excellent. Well, let's hear more about movie making. Where do you make these movies and trailers? Normally I make them at home, but sometimes I'll get the footage from when we're like out and about doing stuff. And then I'll usually make the movies or trailers at home, but sometimes I get the footage from outside of my home. And are all of these things that you just record these things in real life or do you make up stories? I kind of do both, but mostly it's stuff from real life, like interviewing my family and friends and stuff. That's so much fun. I love that. Do you want to be a director when you grow up, maybe? Maybe. That kind of sounds fun, yeah. Yeah, I think it sounds like fun, too. And if you, like, really need to do a tell-all documentary about me, let's sit down and schedule a time, and you can do the ultimate interview. (laughs) Okay, I'll think about it, Lisa. Okay, yeah, I'm sure (laughs) you were probably nervous to ask. I just wanted to get it out of the way. Very good. Well, we want to learn some more about you, Eliana, but we are going to do it playing our game Two Truths and a Lie. You are going to share with us two truths and one lie, but we will not know which is which. And we'll have to use our critical thinking and possibly a little bit of guesswork to sort fact from fiction. Eliana, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. I can recite 100 digits of pi from memory. I have a bearded dragon named Gwen and two gerbils named Fuzzy and Pretzel. And I love to bake, and I especially love to bake banana bread. Mm. I love how each one of those is very specific, but also 100 digits of pie. Is that possible? What do you think, Lisa? Well, good try. (laughs) But she's made a huge blunder. She comes on here. She says she likes to bake 
banana bread. Yes. So I say, okay, well, she's a baker then. Mm. And then she says she knows a hundred digits of pie. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about baking pie, you know <laughs> that pie does not have digits in it. Because uh... that would mean that pie had fingers, which is gross. <laughs> and I don't think she is making pies with fingers. So I know for a fact that one is a lie and it's really gross and stop putting fingers in pies. Uh, yes, that is gross and it would be gross. But I think we're talking about pi, P-I, which is the mathematical concept and an infinite number. Okay, well, then I definitely know it's a lie because there's no way anyone's going to make a pie that's made of infinite math numbers. (laughs) Okay, we're just going to stop the madness. Eliana, which one of those is your lie? Lisa is actually correct. I told you. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I can only recite like 20 digits of pie. I used to know 100, but I forgot a lot of them. You actually at one point did know 100 digits of pie? That's amazing. It does mean, however, that you do have a bearded dragon and two gerbils and that you love to bake, especially banana bread, which sounds delicious. It is delicious, yeah. Yum. Thank you so much for sharing those. Okay. And what about seaweed? Do you ever bake with seaweed? No, I did try seaweed. I've had it a long time ago and I kind of liked it. I tried it again, but I mistakenly got the teriyaki flavor, (laughs) which was very strong. So it's kind of ruined my life. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll have to revisit, I think, especially after today. And maybe after we learn some amazing facts about seaweed from our experts. So it is time to welcome them. Lisa, can we get some music for our seaweed experts, please? Come on in and bring the ocean with you. Yes, the entire ocean. And then we'll go through it and pick out all the weed. <laughs> and then we'll flavor it. But not with teriyaki, because <laughs> we just discussed its flavor is too strong. Nicely done. Okay, our first expert is Isaac Lowell. Isaac, please introduce yourself to Eliana. Hi, Eliana. My name is Isaac Lowell. I'm chef owner of Troubadour, which is the only certified organic Michelin star restaurant. And I'm also an author. My cookbook is called Gastro Obscura, A Culinary Adventure. Thank you very much, Isaac. Let's meet our second expert, Gabriella Brat. Gabriella, please introduce yourself to Eliana. Hi, Eliana. I am a marine biologist and I work at the University of New Hampshire and I work with seaweed and shellfish. Excellent. <laughs> Tell us about those dulcet tones, Lisa. Those are the tones of Yes, it's hot seat time. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Eliana's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Gabriella Brat, because her initials are GB, like Great Britain, which gives me an excuse to talk in a British accent. Hello, what's going on? (laughs) We're talking about seaweed today. Yeah, governor. Oh, dear. Okay, Eliana, what is your first question for Gabriella? What kinds of things do you do in your job on a daily basis? Currently, I do a lot of research, but when it's not COVID, I get to be at the docks with fishermen, talking to them about fisheries and what we can do to 
be more sustainable with our seafood and how we catch them. And I do a lot of presentations to a lot of student groups. Next time you're at the docks talking to the sailors, can you just tell them I matey for me? (laughs) I will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this one is going to be for Isaac. What are the different types of seaweed and how are they similar or different from each other? Oh, wow. There's so many different varieties. There's wakame, which you can find in any grocery store. It's dried. It's found in miso soup. It's got a real sweet taste. It's like silky smooth, a really good source of omega-3 fatty acid. There's kombu, the main ingredient of dashi and ramen. It's really got this nice sweet and sour taste. Nori, which is my personal favorite, it's pretty much the most useful of all the seaweed. You'll find it in a dish like gakisoba. There's dulse, which is purple. It's got a chewy-like texture. Native Americans use dulse as building materials. There's hajiki. It's a brown seaweed found off the shores of China, Japan, Korea. There's Irish moss. It's purple and red. It's native to the Atlantic shorelines of the U.S., There's also sea lettuce, which is a blue-green algae found on coastlines, and so many dozens of varieties of kelp, which is actually a large brown seaweed. I love that Beatles song, Kelp. (laughs) Kelp. I need some, you know that song? It's one of my favorites, (laughs) yeah. It's a classic, Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice one. Okay, Isaac, what are some of the ways that seaweed can be cooked or prepared? You can actually eat it right off the rocks where they grow. It makes a delicious salad. It can be blanched, duboid, roasted, pressed into sheets, fried, baked, cooked. We use it to make oils. It's also a great pizza topping. And believe it or not, there's a bullwinkle kelp nice cream, which is dairy-free and gluten-free. It's fantastic. Wow. This is going to be for both of you. In what ways does seaweed affect climate change? It plays a huge part in climate change. Back in the 70s, there was a famous study done by Duncan and Hines that shows how big a role seaweed plays in fighting climate change. It absorbs carbon emissions, regenerates marine ecosystems. It creates biofuels, renewable plastics that can be found pretty much anywhere in the world and replace the plastics we have now. And it generates marine protein as well. It actually takes away more CO2 than trees. Yeah, we should get rid of trees. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) That's what he's saying, right? No, he's not saying that. Oh. Hey, guys, stop cutting down the trees. I was wrong. Sorry. I got ahead of myself. Oh, no. Building off of what Isaac said, seaweeds and the phytoplankton, you know, the little algae that live in the ocean, actually produce about 90% of the oxygen that we breathe. And one of the reasons why we really want to preserve our kelp forests and have a big diversity of seaweeds in the oceans is because they are really good for biodiversity for animals. They provide food for them. All of that is important to keep our ecosystems healthy. And like Isaac had said, it's really good to remove some of the CO2. And as long as we can keep that CO2 sequestered and now out in the atmosphere, we can hopefully bring down some of the global warming that's going on. Okay, Gabriella, what is the toughest part of your job? saying no to things. (laughs) I know that sounds silly, but I get so excited about doing science and doing work in the ocean to try to protect it that when people ask me to be on a research grant or to do a talk or to come up with programs that involve citizen scientists to go collect data and things like that. So my plate is always very full and I learn something new every day. So it's hard to keep up with it all. Thank you very much. Very good questions, Eliana.
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Eliana will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, this will be a fierce battle. You're not here to make fronds. All right, Eliana, let's start with Isaac. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. How many species of seaweed are used for food? Around 110. What type of seaweed algae is used most for salads and soups? Green algae. What is the ingredient taken from seaweed that is used in ice cream? Ochre gene. Name a type of seaweed that is toxic. Actually, none. Poison ivy. How much money does the seaweed industry generate? $2 billion. Fact or fib, kelp spores can swim. That's a fact. Which seaweed tastes like bacon when it's fried? Dulse. Which type of seaweed is most closely related to plants? It's called the elegiac. In Greek mythology, which god was the old man of the sea who could see into the future and had seaweed for hair? That's Farius. Who is the woman who is responsible for saving the Japanese nori industry after World War II? Oh, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, pass. Dora the Nora Explorer. <laughs> name two nutrients found in seaweed. Omega-3 and magnesium. And that is time. That is the time. Very good. Okay, Lisa, can you kindly reset your timer for Gabriella? I'll do it, but it won't be kindly. And it's done. Oh, dear. Thank you. All right, Eliana, you can ask Gabriella the shorts on fire questions now. 
How many species of seaweed are there? Approximately 12,000 that we know of, but there could be anywhere from 30,000 to a million that we still have yet to discover. What is the name of the largest single-celled organism that is also a seaweed? Calorpa. In addition to food, name two other ways we can use seaweed. Personal care products and to make food for animals. And wigs for bald people. (laughs) What do you call the stem of the seaweed? A stipe. About how much of the oxygen that we breathe comes from seaweed? About 90%. How much can giant kelp grow in a day? A meter. Which state or states produce the most seaweed? Alaska and Maine. Which bill passed in 2021 allows commercial seaweed farming in New York? That's a really good one. Pass. Which kind of seaweed has been used as a home remedy for sore throat and chest congestion? Pass. In which Broadway musical can you find the character named Seaweed Stubbs? Pass! (laughs) And that is time! That is the time, time, time. Okay, well, Eliana did not make this easy for you, but well done, experts. Okay, it's decision time. Eliana must focus on the information provided today and reach a conclusion. Eliana, who is our big seaweed fibber? Okay, this is really tough, but I think that Gabriella is the liar. Why do you think Gabriella is the liar? Because it's actually 70% of the oxygen we breathe comes from seaweed. Plus, she passed on a lot of questions, and Isaac's answers sounded really, really good. Mm, okay, well thought out. Let us see. Will the actual seaweed expert please say, I am the seaweed expert? I am the seaweed expert. That is correct. Dr. Gabriella Brat is a marine biologist who works with fishermen and seaweed and shellfish farmers in New Hampshire. And you can find her work at seagrant.unh.edu. Okay, we are going to do some fact-checking now. Gabriella, help us see the forest through the trees. What were some of the lies that you heard? I think Eliana asked about a certain species of seaweed, and I believe Isaac gave a very interesting name that I can't quite remember. That's okay. (laughs) He'll tell us, I'm sure. Why don't you speak to some of Eliana's concerns? She said her fact about how much oxygen was it? So it's kind of a funny one, right, because it fluctuates. It's a range, really, from 70% to 90%. And one of the things that I kind of combined was not only is it the macroalgae, so all the seaweeds, but also the little phytoplankton that Mm. um, are in the ocean. Okay, that's the one that threw me off. Right, right, right. Okay, good. Well, let's go to Isaac then. Isaac, let us see how you lied. First off, Native Americans didn't use dulse as building materials. You can blanch, but you cannot do bois. (laughs) And there's no bullwinkle kelp as far as the ice cream goes. And there was a famous study done by Duncan and Hines. There is no Duncan and Hines. Oh, (laughs) well, let's see the number of species of seaweed that are used for food. Gabriella, do you know that? It's about 145. Mm, 145. Okay. The ingredient taken from seaweed that is used in ice cream. Does anyone know that one? It's not ochre gene, which is completely made up. It's carrageenan. It's red seaweed. Yeah, very good. And the seaweed industry generates $6 billion globally, which is pretty crazy and amazing. 
amazing. And also the seaweed that is most closely related to plants is green seaweed. I made up Ella Jack for my kids. Oh, that's so cute and sweet. That makes me so happy. Okay, in Greek mythology, the old man of the sea who could see into the future is Nereus. And just to go over some of these other ones, the bill passed in 2021 that allows for commercial seaweed farming in New York is called the Kelp Bill to develop blue economy, which protects the oceans. The seaweed that has been used as a home remedy for sore throats and chest congestion, Irish moss. The character called Seaweed Stubbs is actually in the musical Hairspray. And finally, the woman who is responsible for saving the Japanese nori industry after World War II. Gabriella, do you know who that is? Yes, she is known as the mother of the sea in Japan, and her name is Kathleen Mary Drew Baker. Wow, thank you, Kathleen Mary Drew Baker. That is awesome. All right, well, you see, we'd love to carry on, but we have to sign off. So thanks to our contestant, Eliana, who was a big kelp in finding our fibber. Thanks to our expert and liar, Gabriella and Isaac. And thanks to Lisa, our phonosynthetic sound laminaria. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we hold fast to the truth and do our best to ignore lies. Oh, Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. All you there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib, or you can send questions for me to answer on the show. And follow us on social media at The Big Fit Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now I'm going to eat kelp in my ice cream. Oh, it's gross. Why did I do that? Bye. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of 6 Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.